0: Hollywood, Hollywood, Holly. 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 Hollywood, <laughs> Holly. Hollywood, Holly. Hollywood, 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 Hollywood. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Hollywood Haymaker podcast. I'm Dustin Dubuque. I'm John Hanson, and we're back, fully loaded with tons of movie news since we didn't have much time to get through them yes, uh, last week. Mm-hmm. And the one thing uh, that we can't believe we didn't talk about—we were texting about it—and I laughed about it because I kind of forgot. Uh, was the Aladdin stuff with Will Smith, and I, I, we didn't talk about like of, of how ludicrous it looked, and it popped up on my Facebook today again, and like they're like, I, it was probably a retread of the same post. I just start laughing,
1: and I'm like, oh yeah, I didn't ask John personally what he thought of how ludicrous it looked. I gotta be honest with you, um, I think it looks fine. <laughs> um, they it's funny. Well, here's the thing: it's a live action version of Aladdin. What were you expecting? Yeah. I, all right. people were unhappy when Will Smith wasn't blue now they're unhappy that he is blue um, you make a good point it, at the end of the day it's it's a live action adaptation of an animate, animated movie the animated one is probably going to still be superior but if you're looking for a live action version this is what it is it's Will Smith with, with blue paint or whatever I I don't know. I don't know what, what else you could do. That sure, you actually
0: make a good point. I didn't really think of the whole... I forgot about that first reveal a couple months ago when he wasn't blue and everybody
1: flipped out. I yeah. didn't really think of that. Yeah, I mean... It is what it is. It's a live-action Aladdin. There, That's what it is. That's yeah, uh, I mean...
0: But they want Will Smith because
1: he's a big name, which we have this discussion all the time. Yeah, he's, a, he's a funny comedian. He's got that kind of goofy personality, a little bit like the genie head. I mean, I can see it. Right.
0: Um... Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> I mean, you gotta admit, though, like, get, get out. it looks, I mean, you're okay with it. it? I think it looks ludicrous. It just looks like Will Smith in a ridiculous costume. Well, they made him blue. Uh, I don't know. It's weird. It's gonna be hard now to don't just know what, see what Will you Smith. Expecting? I don't know. I, I don't know. That's the thing, is I don't know what to expect, because I guess you've never seen it before until now, I guess, you
1: know. I think I think if, if a live action Aladdin is what you're looking for, this is what it looks like. Sure. So take it or leave it. Sure. This is what it is. It is. And you know what? Nobody's going to care. It actually looks like a fine movie. Yeah. I'll probably check it out. Sure. But so
0: far, I don't think uh, you know the live action uh, Disney movies that they've kind of redone. I don't think I've disliked um, any of them. I mean, I've liked. I mean, I. They're fine,
1: but I don't think I didn't watch Beauty and the Beast. I saw that one. Yeah. I think it was just pretty much a shot for shot scene for that's, scene remake. That's how Cinderella, Cinderella was too. Yeah.
0: Um, I saw Cinderella, I thought that was. Um, Maleficent I thought was okay. Um it's fine. Um and then uh I, I think there's one other one. Oh Lion Jungle Book's coming.
1: Jungle, Jungle Book, Book I yeah. thought
0: was super fun. Lion King's coming this year, that's gonna be fun I think. Or at least I mean overall it's I'm probably more interested
1: in the Aladdin one than the Lion King. Oh really? I
0: think yeah, I am. I don't know. I think it's you know and again it's all going to be on the be on the like the memory you have
1: with know uh, yeah. um, with those characters and such you know mm-hmm.
0: so and I guess the other bit of Will Smith news I saw and I don't know if I said this and maybe I forgot was that he's not back for Suicide Squad 2. read that today Do, does that uh, matter not
1: to me okay. is his character in the movie uh, I I just um I would you would think so not necessarily. They're doing kind of—they're calling it like a soft reboot, so it won't ignore the events of the first film, but it also won't really acknowledge them. Sure. Um, they're bringing in James Gunn, who wasn't involved with the first film. He's now writing and directing. Right. The new Suicide Squad movie, which I'm excited about. I think he's a really talented guy, and I'm really looking forward. Um, the Suicide Squad. There's a lot of interesting characters there, but I think they just had a really bad script the first sure. time around. Right. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what James Gunn writes for these characters. Um, he might not, he might not be interested in having a dead shot in the movie. Sure. He might just do it without him. Right.
0: Yeah. I, especially I don't know Will, with, maybe without Will Smith, especially that might just be like a double blame right. of like, Oh, okay. It's yeah. not important. Oh, Will's not bad. All right. We don't need it. Right. You know, why, why do the effort to try to put somebody else there? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a big cast of characters there. So it, uh, it probably doesn't matter. Uh, I guess a couple of random, it's just so much random stuff. Um, we were talking about NBA games before we got on microphone, um, but the Space Jam Two is going. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Did you, were you? You're probably. A, I don't know. I was maybe just a tad too young. I, I liked Space Jam as a
1: kid. I've never seen it. You've never seen it? Oh no. I, I. You're like the age for it, though. I think I was, but I just it didn't look appealing to me. I'm like, it's Michael Jordan. He's playing basketball with Looney Tune characters. Right. I don't They're know. aliens. I, he's got to beat them. I don't know why I need to see that. You yeah. so know LeBron James is in the new one.
0: Yeah, I want you gotta assume, right? Like, well, oh,
1: I think it's, they announced. Yeah, that.
0: right. And then, well, and the, you know, the part I remember actually the most of the Space Jam movie was wasn't the, so much the uh, Michael Jordan aliens part. It was the fact that there was the aliens are stole talents from five other NBA legends. You know, so there's other NBA legends in it, like uh, uh, Patrick Ewing's in it. Uh, uh, Oh, Bogsley the little short guy. Muggsy, Bugs. Muggsy Bogues. Muggsy Boggs, thank you. And the great part about Muggsy Bogues, and I don't know why this is the gag I remember, is they're all like, their talents have been taken away, and nobody understands why they're acting like they're kind of dumb because they just, you know, they got their their bodies stolen from them. And they're in like this hospital, and all five of them are walking through the hallways, and all four of them hit their heads on the doorway, besides Muggsy Bogues, because he's so short. I don't know why I remember that. But, uh, hilarious hilarious for for a seven-year-old is funny (laughs) um but it was cool because i you know again i was a really big nba band fan when i was young yeah and so it was great seeing and so i was more like now that i see this i'm like i didn't care about lebron and the aliens I'm like now i want to know what other five uh four or five nba players they get to mess with the with this funny stupid part sure but i don't
1: know i wasn't sure if you'd ever seen it or not so it was Nah, I I'm <coughs> curious. Maybe I'll check it out. Maybe I'll see the new one. Why not? Yeah, why not? But I I, I just never got around to seeing it just because it, it just didn't look like something I needed to see. Sure. It just seems so absurd. I guess it's
0: absurd, and yeah, uh, you know again it's you, a kids' movie, so yeah. I mean, absurdity is what it, what it is. is. Yeah. Um. Well, then did you see the uh, live? Did you watch the trailer for the Pokemon live action movie that came out? Detective. Detective Pikachu. Pikachu, yeah, looks very funny. It look, you know, it does, and I love how it's. Uh, and I was a Pokemon guy for the first hundred fifty, and you know that's pretty much what it is. And so I was like, "Oof, this brings back,
1: this brings back the memories." Yeah. So are you? Are you? It looks fun though. Yeah, I'm sure I'll see it. It looks fun. Yeah, I'm not a huge Pokemon guy. I never really was, but you know, it, it's fine.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, like I said, I. I I am
1: just excited because it's I played so much for a couple of years there. Ryan Reynolds is doing the voice of Pikachu, of course. When I first heard that that Ryan Reynolds was doing Pikachu in a movie, I thought that it was a joke or something. And then I saw the trailer, and I'm like, wow! Well, we it's actually him. There's a
0: couple actors right now um, that are just everywhere. Ryan Reynolds is just one of them. He's just all over the place. Yeah, with everything. I mean, no complaints. Mm-hmm. Um so again it's just a bunch of little news. I am saving a couple quote unquote bigger things uh for the end. Uh so they finally cast we were talking
1: Candyman, what a couple of weeks ago? They cast Candyman. Did you it, see with who? Uh Tony Todd's got his fingers crossed. Nope. <laughs> not Tony Todd. It's
0: not. It's uh the guy who played Black Manta. Okay. And Aquaman uh was a Yahya Abdul Mateen is his name. Okay. Uh, but yeah, that's who they cast. I was like, oh. It was just coincidence because we were just talking about it. And then, like, a week later, they're like, oh, this is who's got it. I'm like, okay. It's cool. Sure. Not really a big name. No. That's uh-huh. fine. Yeah. Nothing wrong with not throwing a big name in there. I think they're trying to sell it just off Candyman. I'm not sure how famous the Candyman name is outside no. of hardcore horror, horror guys. No. I mean, it, it sounds like a movie that's going to come and go. I think, I think so, so, too. I wouldn't doubt if it's one of the movies that. Once it gets going, I mean, it gets even like less press. Like you know how you know these like these things get when they bring back a reboot, and then everybody gets
1: excited, then you kind of forget, and then it comes out and like, oh, oh yeah, it's like a reboot of something that most people probably have never seen or don't right. remember. Right, but you know how many people probably
0: know of they can't even care, and then have never seen it. Yeah, like oh, is that the dude with the bees? If they even know the bees exist. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. It's going to be
1: interesting, but that was just funny because we talked about it. I'm sure there'd be a Tony Todd cameo in there.
0: <coughs> Absolutely. Going off that, I didn't write this down, but you actually sparked my memory just off the Tony Todd part. Marvel is the, the big rumor mail yesterday that I caught on my uh, some of my uh, news sites that I follow. Uh, is Blade reboot's coming with, res- with Leslie Snipes. The big rumor through Marvel. We got three of those movies already, and a TV series. Well, you know what my thought was, is, again, people aren't putting the streaming service enough into stuff now. Like, just because you hear, oh, Wesley says, doesn't mean it's a movie. They have a streaming service now. all starting soon. Mm -hmm. They need content, original content. You know that. Why not? If you're going to do it,
1: perfect spot for it. You know, a perfect place for no one to find it. <laughs> yeah. rare where it belongs, where, yeah. where no one finds it. Yeah, right, right. Just smashed all the other Disney I stuff. I, that they're I, I don't to. think we need another Blade movie. We had we had three in a, in a series. I don't think anyone really saw the series, even. Yeah, who was the guy who played Blade in that? Do you remember
0: his name, even? What a nobody. I mean, I remember when the series was going, I was like, I should watch this, just because the first two Blades I liked, the third one's a rough go. Um, which is too bad because
1: they just it's it should be better and it's just not. I mean, I liked parts of the first Blade, and that's that's about where it ends for me. Really? I kind of got my fill. I was a big yeah
0: Blade. I thought I liked Blade two quite a bit. Um, I just liked the imagery of it. It was more it was Game del Toro, so it was a little more. There's a lot funky. of CG in that one. Yeah, it, it, the ending is not good, and the main va- the problem with Blade's pretty much always been the bad guys have been horrible. Because Blade's pretty much a bad guy. Kind of.
1: And I'm like, the first one had the more realistic, like... He's yeah, he's half vampire, half, half man. Yeah. His mother was bit by a vampire just as she was given birth. Correct. That's annoying.
0: <laughs> I wasn't expecting you to end that sentence with, that's annoying. <laughs> Why is that annoying? I, now
1: I need to You're know- trying to give birth. And you got vampires fighting oh, oh, literally. <laughs> no I mean let let a little lady have yeah, a moment. Get her after. Right, just after.
0: I mean if you really want to get morbid with it, you let you let her give birth. You got two for one. I mean, really? <laughs> <laughs> I
1: mean, you're a vampire, do you care? Somehow he his mother got bit just as she's giving birth to him, so he comes out, he's half vampire, half man. Yeah. So he can walk in the light. As long as he's unless, he got his as long as on. His sunglasses on.
0: <laughs> that's the gist. And he kills vampires. Yeah, He doesn't like the vampires. No, because they kill his mom. So yeah. he's mad about it. Yeah. Then Chris Christofferson's his buddy that is like his Jeeves that makes all of his uh, gadgets and stuff. Right, which like Q. Q, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, It's just a way for Wesley Snipes to kill stuff in really cool ways. I mean, with all the gadgets. It really is. And then the, the second one is a little bit more the same of the first one. It's just there's this big group of vampires coming after him and he's with this bounty hunter group that... Ron Perlman's in, and um, but of course he turns to be a bad guy who would have thought, and then the third one is him versus Dracula, which is terrible. so bad. Triple H is in it. Where do you go from there? Ryan Reynolds is it in- right. <laughs> right? What are you going to do, Wesley? What, what what other vampires do you have to fight? How are we going to top fighting Dracula in the third one? I don't know. Is there? Is, they create? Is there more than one Dracula? <laughs> super that, that Dracula. Super Super Ultimate Dracula. Yeah, I don't know. And especially Wesley Snipes, man, he was old in ninety nine when the first one came. Old, quote unquote, um, older then. you're adding seventeen years on to this. This or the last one came out like oh
1: three, oh four. Come on, I don't need to see Wesley Snipes kill vampires anymore. It really just, I think, speaks volumes about how much content is being produced. Yeah, and, I mean we've, we've had three blade films and a series who's going, we got to get more, you know, it just shows there's there's so many with the streaming, you know, Disney, they, they own the, the, the Marvel characters right. and they're starting their own streaming service. So they're, I know they're planning like a Scarlet witch show too. Yep. Um, I'm, Oh, and Loki. He's getting a show. Okay. I mean, it's
0: just like it, it is. It's almost like they're going to take the characters that are in the movies or in the in the, in the the universe that they don't have time or the care. Because like we, me and you talked quick last night. I love Elizabeth Olsen. Scarlet Witch might be the most dull character of the entire clan. Right? Yeah, she's not that interesting. She's not. Her and Vision both and they're the two that are together. And they might be the two most uninteresting. Vision's are. He's... Uh, it's rough. <laughs> I mean when you're listing them though. Yeah. I
1: mean they're at the bottom by a long shot. Yeah, they're not the most popular. No. But they're getting their own show and it just it just feels like they're just they're really if they're really gonna do another blade thing with Wesley Snipes, it really feels like they're milking it. No, that's milking it.
0: I mean if they're gonna reboot and again, that's just the world we live in now. I mean that's what
1: we talk about probably half the time on here when it comes to news and stuff is the reboots and all that stuff. If you're I tell you what, if you're gonna do another blade do it. Do it with a new character. Do it a female character. Yeah, something like that to m- put a spin on it, and mix yeah. it up to make it actually somewhat more interesting. Yeah. But to bring back Wesley Snipes again, yeah. when we've gotten him three times, no one's asking for this movie. So why? It right. just shows they need content. They have got this new service. What are we <laughs> gonna do? We need. We need content. Yeah,
0: and I, and it's. Not going to be the only one. I mean, I can't. I can't wait till we're doing this podcast in a year from now after the con after uh, the streaming service launches and then the floodgates open. Yeah, I mean they're
1: doing a Star Wars show for that too, right? Called mm-hmm. The Mandalorian. Yeah, that's the first of
0: how many Star Wars shows. that you,
1: you know, the Mandalorians were like a. Uh, how would you describe like a race of? i you take that. Warriors one. or something. Boba Fett wears Mandalorian armor. Right, right. he's not a Mandalorian. He right. got that armor from a Mandalorian that he killed. That's how badass he is. Yeah. Um, so this is a show about a Mandalorian. Great. Dude, well,
0: that's what you're going to get, though. I mean, the Star Wars canon's so huge. The fans are so diehard. There's so many of them that I mean. Wait till they do the Ewok show. I seriously. What is gonna? Nothing's gonna stop them. Disney does not care. Disney does not care as long as you give them money, and they, you know, and they only. That's like, why you
1: gotta stop. You gotta stop giving them money. That, that's why we started this podcast is try to steer you away from, from certain finances. things. Yeah, because. Yeah,
0: but is it? Are you gonna be able to, you know, not have the Disney streaming service though? Me personally, yeah. I'm about to cancel Netflix. You can't. You you have to keep Netflix just for this podcast alone. <laughs> That's what I've told There's you. There's so before. much crap on there. They
1: they're raising their price, and out of spite, I'm canceling because the content is not very good. And now they want more money, and they're not but, offering but anything. But for additional the problem. money, is not
0: still not bad. It's like 13 bucks. They went from nine bucks to 13. In how many years? Like I had Netflix when I was a sophomore in high school, or in college. So I've had Netflix probably for nine, ten years, and it's went up four dollars. That doesn't crush me. And they are doing more original, I'm, I mean, they're original content. There's a lot more of it. But not a lot of it is good. I'm not saying it is, and I'm not saying I watch, I, I mean, I only can even say that I don't watch most of it, because I just, I don't, I mean, I, I well, I just watched, a. I watched a good show on there recently that I thought was, a, a, it, was a, it depends on also what original is, just because the Netflix logos on it does not mean it's original, it just means Netflix bought it and is saying it's theirs.
1: And half of them are just recycled plots anyway so.
0: uh, yeah, the movies I think are the shows and Netflix wants shows and they're they're known for doing better with shows um, but I, I mean I've seen a list of movies coming out I mean there's they have seven or eight originals coming out this month alone and I looked at I looked at the list today just to see like what we would be interested in and I bet you there's there's one that comes out in like a week and a half that I'm like, oh, John and I'd probably watch it. it's like Woody Harrelson and um, Kevin Costner. Is like I didn't even look at beyond that, but it, they both had guns and the thing, and I'm like, I'd probably watch Woody Harrelson and Kevin Costner guns. I'm like, sure, but that's what they're looking for. They're looking for your easy
1: at-home viewing. Yeah, it's not a lot of stuff in there. It just really grabs me. That yeah. I don't have to see. Yeah, every once in a while they get me on something, and I, again I don't watch a lot of shows, so it's
0: like three shows a year on there that I blast through. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It'll be. It's, it's interesting, but it might be, I don't know, if Disney owns, what, what do they say? Disney owns like 60% of film studio and all that right now, so mm-hmm. maybe, maybe they do better than Netflix, maybe they're the one new one that actually puts out decent content outside of Star Wars and, you know, Marvel stuff, you know, they own a lot of other stuff, so hopefully that they can maybe, uh... I mean, Netflix is worth a lot of money, but they're not, they're not worth. 20% probably of Disney. Yeah. So Disney has the ability more, I would think. Well, we'll
1: see when it comes out. It'll be interesting.
0: A um, couple other things. Well, I guess going off at, uh, what what we were kind of talking about with rehashes and reboots and stuff is Hellboy comes out, I think, at the end of the month. Did you see the Red Band trailer? I am actually really looking forward to that one. It, the Red Band trailer made me much more excited than the first trailer. I thought the first trailer was kind of
1: hokey. But the new one that just came out a few days ago... Was much better. Oh, I I like the humor in it. It's it's, I, it it looks good to me. Yeah. And I like the other ones that Ron Perlman did. And mm-hmm, the new too. one looks really good too. Yeah,
0: yeah. I like the first two. Um, I was a big fan, and I mean, it looks a lot of on the same through line. It doesn't yeah. look like they, you know. Now there's blood, and they say the f word. Yeah. Uh, sure. The guy that got playing Hellboy. He looks <laughs> a lot like. Ron Perlman did. Yeah, his first I remember his first shots that came out and I was I looked at it and I was like, man, it's rough. But then now that I've seen the actual movie in motion, yeah. Can't can't tell much. It it's good. so much makeup. Who I mean you could right. make you could make him look like Ron Perlman besides right. extend his head, because Ron Perlman's a giant head. Yeah. Like and Ron Perlman has the voice. I think that's what a lot of people are. I thought think. this guy was pretty close though. It was pretty close, I yeah. thought. Yeah. Um, Perlman's voice is so distinct. Yeah. But um, yeah, it looked it looked interesting. I mean and again, is this another thing of so Blade were rated R. Um, so now we got Hellboys rated R. We had Logan, we have Deadpool. Is that the other thing people you think are
1: clamoring for in some of these movies? Is yeah, getting that R rating? There's definitely an audience for it. I think depending on what character you're doing, the movie should be rated R. I hope the new Spawn movie's rated R. Uh, you'd hope so. You know, there's a couple characters, I mean the fact that they got
0: I mean, Hellboy 2 I know it was close to being rated R and they, they cleaned it up a little bit it's called Hellboy yeah. and it's about a devilish demon that cuts its horns off
1: and has a big come on yeah. Like I, it's fine yeah certain characters definitely deserve an R rating Deadpool, um, Wolverine Spawn, Venom, those kind of characters that are more violent they should definitely be doing rated R movies there's definitely an audience for it yeah um, I mean, obviously, you don't make all these movies rated R. Avengers should never be rated R. It's more family-oriented and family-friendly. But, yeah, if you're doing, you know, Blade or Hellboy, yeah, give it the R rating. Go for it. Yeah, I agree. kids are going to see it anyway, Mm -hmm. whether they say it or not.
0: But the 13-year-olds can't get it. Yeah, they will. They will. Um, So I guess a couple big things, and next week we'll be doing Captain Marvel, so we don't want to talk much, but because um, the, the premiere was just I think the last night or two nights ago so the early reviews are coming out but did you see that uh, Rotten Tomatoes had a, they closed down the audience review score <laughs> before the movie came out because it already was getting plump it was already like before because you know because it's like anything you know uh, the movie had its I think Monday night was its release mm. to like you know California but they already screened it. Once or twice before that, you know, yeah. small screenings. So technically that opens the movie to Rotten Tomatoes. And there's already like multiple, like hundreds to thousands of people giving it one star reviews to trash it. And so Rotten Tomatoes finally said, we're not going to let users review it until Friday when it's out. Mm. Which is so sad <laughs> that that has to happen. All because of a bunch
1: of people on the internet that have to hate Captain Marvel for whatever reason. I think it's a fair way to do it because basically what's happening is, um, I mean, come Friday, everyone will get to see it. So people that have actually seen the movie will be giving it an honest review. But what's happening now is people are basically giving it a one star without having seen it yep. just because they want to hate it. Yeah. So that's not really fair. Why do... Uh, why? What's the hate? Because it's a is it because it's a female superhero led movie? You know, it's funny. Um, I, I've been reading these articles, and people seem to be expressing concern about this uh, movie starring a female superhero. And I, I guess I didn't really think of it as a big deal at all. I mean, I've been reading comics my whole life, and a lot of them have female, strong female characters as leads um, in their own comics and things. And it kind of got me thinking. Like, have we not had movies like this before? I mean, we had Wonder Woman. Um, have there not been a lot of these kind of movies? I guess it doesn't seem new to me. Yeah, well, right. Well, the big thing with Wonder Woman was that she was the first lead female superhero movie. That was the big sell. Right. Yeah. So then, but, but people—I've reading the character since I was, you know, a kid. So, so it wasn't like. It wasn't like, whoa, what's this new Wonder Woman character? You know, it's like, to me, it's Especially like,
0: Wonder Woman, which is easily the most <laughs> famous superhero, female. Yeah. And so here's what I think. So, leading up to Wonder Woman, it was like a year or two before that, Scarlett Johansson was told by Marvel that, the, that her and uh, uh, Jeremy Renner's characters were never going to get a standalone movie. Okay. And, well, Renner shouldn't. Right. His why would he? He is definitely a supporting character in every yeah. way.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but her character, I always thought could. Hold I thought up. I I've been wanting that movie. Yeah. yeah. So they were told. I remember the I remember that because people were so mad. And then DC was like, I mean DC up to until up to Wonder Woman. I think with their new launch had you know everybody would admit that there is rough rocky start. So I guess if, I think DC was like, we'll do it and probably make a lot of money doing it. And Wonder Woman was good. And so now that Captain Marvel comes out with Brie Larson, I think I personally think the diehard hard Marvel fans are mad that it wasn't Scarlett Johansson first. And now that, oh, Brie Larson comes in, never having been in a movie, her character automatically gets gets the solo film, but yet Scarlett Johansson's
1: still playing. Who cares? If it's a good movie, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, but I think that's it. That to me, that's it. They did say that there, there is gonna be a Black Widow movie. They're talking about it maybe being rated R. Okay. It's, it's supposed to be a more of a prequel. Um, and I'm looking forward to it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and I remember, like, I think it was a couple weeks after Black Widow came out. Boom. It was, uh, I mean, after Wonder Woman came out, I was like, boom, Black Widow's getting her own movie. I'm like, oh, of course she is. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I think that's it. I think there's contempt that Wonder Woman uh,
1: or that uh, Captain Marvel is the choice for female. Um, but again, I, you haven't seen it. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be going tomorrow, and I can't wait to see it. I'm really looking forward to it. And um, I'm optimistic. The trailer looked really good to me. And I'm just going in open-minded. Me too. Just hoping yeah. to get an enjoyable movie. Yeah, like John and I were saying, we've both, you know, it's
0: when it's a movie like this in the in the fields we both run in, it's pretty impossible to not hear or read certain things, but we've both been trying to avoid as much as humanly possible. Any type of spoilers or ratings or anything. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, so that's interesting. I guess the last thing I want to note, going back to, uh, I just kind of earlier with Netflix and stuff, but Steven Spielberg uh, came out three or four days ago. I don't know if you saw this. Pretty much, and said that uh, Netflix shouldn't be considered for like the Academy Awards and stuff. Any movie on there is not really a movie because it doesn't hit the theaters. Pretty much said that he he is now going to champion everybody who hates streaming services and pretty much say that if Netflix doesn't like, uh, it was a lot of ramblings. The stuff I read was uh, like, they movies need to be in theaters for like four weeks and actually have a real run or else nobody. He's pretty much said that, Oh, he also said that Netflix should be nominated for Emmys, not, not Oscars. They're more, they're TVs, not movies. So then there was a huge craziness of that. And he pretty much said he's leading the charge. Then Netflix came out, pulled up on my phone. This was the tweet that they posted, which I thought was a pretty good response to Steven Spielberg. Um, we love cinema. Here are some things we also love: access for people who can't always afford or live in towns without theaters, letting everyone everywhere enjoy releases at the same time, and getting filmmakers more ways to share their art. These things are not mutually exclusive. And that was the response to Steven Spielberg. I don't really care. I-, I didn't either. But it was amazing. I'm like, I'm like, this was like days that everybody's like, I'm like.
1: Why does this care? Like, just get over it. Yeah. Steven Spielberg's been around a long time. It feels like two kids on the playground. You're just like, just learn to get along. Right. And it's, you, you just want to tell Steven Spielberg, you've been making movies since the 70s. You've
0: seen film evolve for mm-hmm. 40 years. Yeah. It's still evolving. Mm-hmm. Like, let it go. And then so, uh, somebody was, and then of course, then you got the people that were like, well, if you can't afford the theater,
1: you can't afford Netflix I'm like. No, that's not right at all. I'm Like Netflix is a, a monthly month. subscription and Netflix <laughs> costs less than one movie ticket. Right,
0: in a lot of places. Yeah. We're lucky that we live in the Midwest and we can go to the movies for 850. Yeah. Where I know I know a movie ticket in LA on mm-hmm. a uh, matinee can cost like $19. Sure. Yeah. How is that How is that even comparable? But people are saying that like, "Oh, if you can't get to the theater, Theater is so much different. You have to get in a car. Most people have kids.
1: Yeah, if you're bringing kids, if you four. got a family of four, or find a babysitter, right? If you want nine hours know, by yourself, four tickets for the family of four. I mean, that's six months of Netflix.
0: Isn't it nuts? <laughs> well, and the other funny thing, and well, this will be my segue into fighting with my family. Um, that we're gonna one of the movies we're gonna review this week is uh, John and I were gonna watch it last week, and I was gonna get with them, and I couldn't because I have a eleven uh, month old at home. And then my wife and I were going to get to it, too. And perfect example. In that week, we had no time to get out of the house and drop the kid off somewhere to see a two-hour movie. Mm -hmm. This is why. Get over it. Even if you're like you, you have different gripes about Netflix. But if that's your gripe is that, well, you must see movies in a theater. This is just. And again, we live in a town with a movie theater. Not everybody does. I know people that drive 45 minutes to get to a movie. Ours is two miles up the road.
1: You know, it makes yeah. it easy. He's basically complaining that they shouldn't be getting Academy Awards, and it's like. They shouldn't be getting know, any recognition. I, it's like, I, I think we talked before about <laughs> right. my level of respect for the Academy Awards, so I, I could care less. Yeah. I mean, you know what? Don't don't give anybody any Academy Awards. About for, that? I'll be fine with it. that. Yeah. Just, just, just stop at Steven Park.
0: Okay. So, fighting with my family. We went last night. Yep. And uh, I guess I, I'm i going to preface this, because I need to. So we talk a lot on here, especially with like Marvel, superhero movies, and Star Wars, because that's just the canon of movies right now, and this is how it is. Um, it's well known on this podcast that John owns a comic book store. I obviously refer to him for any type of expertise in this area. I don't own a comic book store. I don't read comics. Uh, for some odd reason, both the movies today that, we're gonna, that we've both seen and we're going to talk about I know way too much about, <laughs> and this is going to be the one episode where I'm going to know too much about both subjects. Um, especially this one with the fighting with my family. So when I review this movie, I thought about it last night. Um, and I will get into why I'm going to give two reviews on this. That's going to be the movie goer experience versus if you like professional wrestling way too much. And because there's totally two different views on this and, uh, John can give the obvious, uh, Movie over experience, which is what we're going to do. But uh, when I talk, I'll definitely because um, I, I I can get anal really hard about this movie. But I want that to be prefaced by the fact that I'm a diehard professional wrestling fan. I know a ton about this uh, world. So when I watch Fighting with My Family, there's a lot of things that stick out glaringly to me that wouldn't stick out to John at okay. all. Which
1: is so I just want to point that out. So yeah, so. yeah, the movie's called Fighting with My Family. It's a new movie in theaters now. Um, it is a true story about a girl who wrestles under the name Paige. You'd know her in the WWE as Paige. Yep. Um, kind of a goth. Yep, character. goth. Yep, goth chick. That's a good, good way of saying it. Yeah. So uh, she's from uh, England, right? And uh, her. it's called Fighting With My Family because her whole family has a a background in wrestling over in England, and um, so she was brought up in that in that world, and eventually made her way into the WWE and became a star and actually the women's champion, um, youngest women women's yep, champion still is. Yeah, she was what 18, 19 She's twenty one, I think. Oh, the 21.
0: Time. Okay, because yeah. she got <clears throat> and I'll get into this earlier, but or a little later. Uh, but uh, the, it, it misses the movie misses a huge chunk of time. And uh, I think that's how it, it makes it look like she's still 18. It makes it look like it's going really fast. Mm. But I think from her time of getting signed by WWE into being the,
1: the women's champion, is probably about three years. Okay. there, Yeah, sure. Um, <clears throat> I thought it was a really enjoyable movie. Um, it, it, when you boil it down, it's basically, it's another kind of underdog story, uh, sports film. Uh, most sports films kind of have that underdog element of somebody who's, you know, the odds are against them if they succeed in the end. But I really enjoyed this one because it is a true story, um, and they really did a great job of depicting the all the challenges that she had to go through to get to where she ended up. Um, it's not just well first she you know she, first she went to tryouts and had to get had to get chosen for the for the training, and they show you how physical the training is. Yeah, and there was a lot of people that couldn't do it and were dropping out, and I mean it looked. I mean, I, I couldn't do it. You
0: know? and, and and they do a good job at showing this, too, is that uh, a lot of wrestlers, when they get the tryout, um, they, they show you two different worlds of tryouts. They go to certain towns. They were in England or whatever town she's from, mm-hmm. but they're around it. And they, uh, you know, WWE gets sent tapes, quote-unquote, DVDs, downloads of people wrestling on a weekly basis. They have for 30 years. Mm-hmm. And her and her brother, her brother also a wrestler, um, who, uh, the family, probably because he's male, I'm sure, and that is predominantly WWE is uh, is expected to be signed by WWE, and maybe a sister will too. That's kind of the thought.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but they're both very talented, and uh, is that these indie guys and girls go through training, but a certain, but it's always it's way different than WWE, and even a lot of them that get signed by WWE will never make it because they can't literally get through the WWE system, mm-hmm. and that's that's that part that they're showing right there is it's tough. Yeah. I mean,
1: really tough.
0: It's months, and mm-hmm. it, again, in the movie, it's it's short, and they they have they have a long time frame to cover, but uh, it's months of push ups, sit ups, burpees, and then getting your falling on your back over and over and over and over again until you learn to do it exactly right. Whether you've been wrestling for fifteen years, yeah. WWE does not care.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Once you get there, and the, Paige has that trouble here. She's been wrestling since she was thirteen. She's already been wrestling for six years at this point. Mm-hmm. And she gets mad because she doesn't understand why her wrestling ability isn't being what's put out there. And they're like, okay, you're a good wrestler. That's not
1: it. There's so many other parts to this. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah,
1: yeah so they, they really show, you know, the challenges of, uh, that an individual has to go through in order to make it into the WWE. Um, not just the physical aspect of it, but also just like you know, trying to build relationships with the people around her. Um, people in the organization. Um, you know, there's some it's it's a competitive world, so you know not everybody wants to be friends with you. Um, and then even even if you do get through, even if you do get selected and you do the, the grueling training and you get through all that, you still gotta have some kind of character or personality that the crowds are gonna respond to. Because if they don't find you interesting, you're not gonna be back on the show. Even if you did get through all that, so it really did feel like the odds were against. You're watching this young girl. And you're thinking the whole time, how is she going to do this? And it really felt like the odds were stacked against her, and I felt stressed out watching her through this. Did you? Well, it's but, true. You, know, yes. you, you you get behind her, you are cheering for her. You know, you're yeah. wanting her to succeed. But it, it, it was really a, quite a inspiring uh, story. I thought it was great. It
0: really is because um, the couple, because Rhino Page again, because I'm a big wrestling fan. Uh, the the actress uh, Florence Pugh plays her. Her voice and the way she says things, uh, man. She's like spot on
1: Paige. It's pretty amazing. You know, it's funny. Um, I'm not super familiar with Paige, but I, I have watched some videos on her and stuff like that to get familiar. And I was thinking to myself while watching the movie, she is doing a better job of playing Paige than what's his name did playing Freddie Mercury.
0: Yeah. Oh, totally. <laughs> 100% she did. Yeah. yeah. Um. She won't be nominated for this. No, the, uh, this, not is, this, is, this is not a caddy. This is not a caddy material. This it movie's gonna exist. go back and forth. this movie's gonna. I, I, no offense, to this movie, uh, this movie is gonna fall off the wayside. And people are gonna forget it. I know, not because it's not good. Good, it's, it's just one of the movies that just is gonna fit that middle mold where wrestling fans are gonna get it. I think people who see it are gonna
1: like it. Yeah, but I think it's gonna be seen by less people than it should it's just not this kind of stuff the academy has no, any interest in what's it about wrestlers past past they're out of the next you know
0: you got even the movie that was the, called the wrestler that went for academy awards it <laughs> didn't get nominated at all so but yeah so she's great as Paige, and it's amazing and i i watched so i get i'm a diehard wrestling, wrestling fan Paige was on a couple seasons of total divas that my wife and i watched, which is the reality show of the female wrestlers and uh the way Paige speaks and the, how she acts, she is young. She still is young. She's still one of the youngest girls on the roster. Mm-hmm. And she she embraces that. She's kind of a goofy young girl, and this is just who she is. And in the show, she is just like that. Like, you know, you watch reality TV. You can tell who's putting it on. Mm-hmm. She's one of the few people who doesn't feel putting it on. Mm-hmm. Like, sure, you know, you know, in the WWE world, too, there is literally cameras on you constantly when you're in the backstage, they have footage. They're getting footage for who knows what down the road. So I think these girls and guys are pretty good at honestly ignoring cameras. I mean, they're on TV every every, nightly. They're on the internet daily. I I really do think that Paige comes across authentic in the shows because I think she is ignoring everything. She's like, this is my life. I don't know what to do. Um, But, uh, yeah, it is. She's, you know, she's smaller She's gothic. She's white, like, like skin tone, very, very white, not even as white as Paige really is in life because you can't physically make her that, that way. Cause Paige is so pale. Um, you know, when she gets, I, th- I thought the great part that they hit on the NXT part is WWE has like, I think roughly about 150 people right now in NXT. Many of them, NXT NXT's on TV now too. Um, they, it wasn't when pa- it was a little one pages on, but now it's much more popular. Um, Not everybody's on TV. There's a ton of people that are just training. And WWE doesn't always sign people that have been wrestling for 20 years. They might see a supermodel, looks good, built, you know, towards the end of the modeling career and goes, do you think you're athletic enough to be a wrestler? And they teach you how to wrestle. Like there's currently, there's a lot of people in the industry right now that they weren't wrestlers before. They are football players. And Paige openly hates that. And I can understand why, because there's, you know, so she has to go against the girls with the really good bodies, blonde hair, big boobs, just how it is. And she overcomes all of it. And she really does in life. So that, that that's hit home pretty hard, um, mm-hmm. is that she does overcome these things. And I, I think a couple of great, you know, her figuring that out, I thought was cool in the movie, too, is that, you know, you're a wrestler. Okay. There's, figure it out. There's more to it than this, you know? Um, but I thought the other good story is, uh, her brother's story, too. I, I was, me, you know, obviously I knew Paige a lot, so the story of Paige was, again, less interesting to me, because I get it, I know it. But her brother's story to me was interesting, too, because how many people go through that, that? So her brother was the one expected to be signed. Yeah. He doesn't get signed. Paige is the only one that's taken out of the tryout. Her brother, so Paige now is in the United States training with WWE. Her brother is still at home, wrestling the small shows in front of 100 people, which is common, mm-hmm. um, training these kids, kids that aren't going to be anywhere either. They're just going to wrestle this little show all the time. And uh, he's resentful towards her yeah. because she got picked and he didn't. He gets really, and you know, it's kind of his story of to him too. It's like, I think the great scene is when he calls the coach played by Vince Vaughn. It was yeah. just Vince vaughn it up um, where he calls him. And he's like, you've got to bring me in. And he's like, no. He's like, why? It's like, cause you don't have it. And that's a really common term used in the WWE is the term it.
1: And uh, something extra that is that the audience is going to find appealing. I mean, you can be physically fit; doesn't matter, and have all the moves down. But when you come out there, if you just if you're just another pretty boy uh, or girl, it doesn't matter. The audience isn't going to get behind you. They want to find something interesting. Perfect example,
0: and this is going to be just WWE style. So, and and I think we can use this to show the page story is really successful. There's this guy; um, his name's Ty Dillinger. He wrestled on the independent scene for a really long time, which is the small shows. So he got signed by WWE, I think 10 years ago. He was like one of the first ever signings they did with this NXT training thing. He was there for another nine years and that people were like, so is this guy going to like come to the roster? How have you guys been training? He's been here for so long. So this guy's like 20 years into his career and has yet to be on WWE TV. And finally he goes, WWE TV guess who got fired last month because he got on TV for a year. Didn't connect. Mm-hmm. It wasn't there. He's athletic, yeah, he looks good. Not interesting. And WWE realizes that. I mean, if you don't connect and if you don't get them to hate you or love you, mm-hmm. what are you doing? And it's yeah. very few people that can do that. And Paige actually did it. Yeah. Um and the movie I think does a good job of showing that. Really sorry, I'm talking sure. a lot, but I know a uh, lot. Uh, but I think yeah, the brother yeah. stuff, and I think her. I think another thing I do want to point out is her. Her dad, and mom, played by Lena Headey and uh, Nick Frost, were great. Yeah, there's a great cast here. I very mean, very good. Uh, Lena. Think- it took me about ten minutes to realize it was her because the one thing about Paige's mom, she's a legendary female wrestler in Europe on this indie scene. She is no. She's still wrestling. The woman has to be pushing fifty. She's been wrestling like thirty years. She's famous over there. Um, but you know, time passed her by. It is what it is, um, and uh, her parents are fun, and that's really
1: totally how they are in real life. There's a lot of good humor in this. Um, Nick Frost, you might know, is oh. from Shaun of the Dead. Him and uh, yeah. Simon Pegg did a number of movies together. I love Nick Frost. Um, he's yeah, fun. he's very funny in this. Um, uh, it's written and directed written written and directed by Stephen Merchant, who is uh, Ricky Gervais's partner. They did. Uh, the original office yep. together and a, a bunch of popular things. Um, and Stephen Merchant is in this. Yeah, has the role he's in it. He's got this small part. He is so great in this. He plays this uh, this guy who's kind of, he's real kind of uptight, I guess.
0: Yeah, it's it's the parents of the, so her, her brother, uh, Zach, gets a girl pregnant. And it's her parents. And, of course, they no. don't come from this wrestling
1: you know, yeah, they're very pop. put off by, by, by all of it. The, the <laughs> whole wrestling aspect of it. Yeah, some great scenes with them. Just a couple scenes, but really good stuff.
0: It is. Um, it pays off well at the end. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was a cute moment. Yeah. Where Paige. Uh, well, don't d- give it away, but. I mean. It, let them um, enjoy the movie. So yeah, yeah some good stuff. So the couple things that I'm gonna do the anal
1: wrestling part about because sure. I have to. Uh, the real quick ones. I don't want to pick this part because it's fun. It's light. It's breezy. It's good. Like I, I, don't even really follow wrestling. I mean, I, I used to, and I find it interesting to a degree. But I don't, I don't really follow it that close. So I, I wasn't familiar with some of these people. Um, I mean, The Rock is in it. He plays himself. He plays Dwayne the Rock Johnson. He's He's great. He was my favorite wrestler actually when I was younger. So you and millions others. Yeah. yeah. So um, so you don't really need to be a big wrestling fan to enjoy it. It just kind of plays like a really good underdog sports movie and would almost be unbelievable at times if it wasn't true, I would think.
0: Yeah, and, and uh yeah, and so I watched an interview with Paige a couple weeks ago on this movie and she said it's ninety five percent accurate. I and, believe it. Yeah. And I I would believe it, I would say more like 80% just from all the stuff that I see. <laughs> um, she did admit that the rock parts were fake. She said that that was, she openly said that, and I've seen it in multiple interviews. She's like, if that's 5% that's put on, it's, it's the fact that they're... But, the movie gets helped she didn't, with The Rock in
1: it. She didn't interact with The Rock.
0: She did, but not like that. It well, was, maybe not like that. Yeah, because, I mean, the couple parts with The Rock are looped. Like, there's no way. The first scene with The Rock is outrageous. The ending scene with The Rock is outrageous. There's no way. This is WrestleMania, and this whole sequence happens. Absolutely not. And no planet does any of that happen. Yeah. WrestleMania has about four million other things to do than to deal with Paige like that. It's right. just...
1: I get it though. It's a so movie. they so they, they probably kind of take um scenes from yeah not that they fabricated events but maybe they move things around as to when they happened or how they happened, but there's still things that totally. happened at some point. Totally. Way,
0: but. Yeah, and the only other thing that uh um which is fine, it's a movie, I get it. It's yeah. it's Vince Vaughn's the trainer.
1: Yeah, uh, he's and, great. And in NXT
0: there is about twenty trainers, and from what I know, um, the trainer that and Paige has said it multiple times. As a wrestling fan, was Dusty Rhodes was the guy who trained her. Everybody knows Dusty oh, really? Rhodes. Yeah, okay. uh, Dusty Rhodes was one of the head NXT guys that trained them girls for uh, girls and guys for years until you know he passed away a couple of years ago. Um, so she admits it because uh, uh, she's open about Dusty. That so she had said in an interview I'd seen that Vince Vaughn is Dusty Rhodes plus three other people. Yeah. And they create you can't that's usually how
1: they do that when they do these movies.
0: It's the same as football movies. You know, how many people are on a coaching staff? You gotta just have the
1: one. In the movie you gotta have one so you can kind of identify and understand
0: Right. So like NXT was calmed down a little bit. And then I will say and I, I mentioned it quick is and this is just something you probably wouldn't know and a lot of the average people won't, it's fine. Is the they really make her seem like she's still super unknown when she wins the title. And again, that's not a spoiler, because that is a big part of her life. And that's what she's probably, honestly, might be her most famous moment. Um, is, like, she's only worked in this little tiny building, and then she's on TV. That's not it. NXT got on TV. People knew who she was. She was relatively known and famous by the time she hit WWE. That was a qualm, but that's a pro wrestling fan qualm, where I went, wait a minute, she just went from a nobody to
1: divas champ. Not necessarily. So but she, she did. She was on a different show called NXT. Yes. Which so is the
0: training is... program, but that okay. also has television.
1: Okay. So yeah. it's almost like show they they have a show where they show the people that are that are making good. their way to hopefully get into the WWE. Exactly. So that was her first night in the WWE, but not her first night on television. First night on WWE raw
0: television. Okay. NXT is still WWE but technically something else. Okay. Yeah, it's technical stuff. Other than that, though, no, um, and, and the only other part that was as funny is, as you can tell this is a WWE studio movie because they show a lot of WWE footage. They show the WWE network on the TV. They got the rocket. They had T-shirt. I mean, it was oh, just, yeah. it was pure sponsor. And they were just like, how much more can we sell people that maybe aren't the wrestling fan that were like, how many people in this movie might get a little back into wrestling
1: just from watching it? Well, uh, you know, I love so the opening of the movie is The Rock on television, and then the camera pulls back and you see the young, um, the young Zach, and he's you know he's watching it on TV and he's getting hyped up about it. And I thought, what a great way to open the movie! It's very relatable because I, I remember watching The Rock on TV. I'm sure a lot of us do too.
0: Um, There's a reason why he's like one of the most famous people in the world. He was. I'm not saying movies didn't make him more famous, but he was freaking famous
1: before. Yeah. So famous. Yeah. Um, so it, I thought it was, you, you said that you could tell it was a WWE film, but you know I, what I was thinking while watching it was I was thinking to myself, it's about time the WWE produced a quality film because they've made some, some bad. They've made a lot there, of bad ones. I
0: honestly will openly say, I think there's one WWE studio film that's watchable outside of this.
1: I The last one that I enjoyed was Beyond the Mat. The documentary. That's not a WWE film. Okay, no. But like they've done a number of films with like Kane and. Did John you watch Cena. the Condemned
0: with Stone Cold?
1: I don't think I saw it. That's the
0: one that's it's stupid. Yeah. It's not great. But you know, again, if you if you like The Rock, you also like Stone Cold because they were famous at the same time. It's Stone Cold with a bunch of other people dropped on an island. They have to kill each other. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? You know, you watch it, and you're like, this isn't good, but. It's kind of fun to watch Stone Cold beat a lot of people
1: up. Like that's know. kind of been the quality of most of the WWE yeah. films. They they take their, their kind of badass characters and pretty much make a, a, a vehicle movie for them. You know, yeah. um, John Cena he, he was in the Marine movies, um, Twelve Rounds, and he was in a couple. Yeah, was, you know, Kane did that Kane. Scene of Evil. Yep.
0: Triple H did the Chaperone. Big Show did a one where he was a like a baby. Oh my god.
1: I missed that one.
0: Oh, they did. They they brought back uh, Leprechaun. They did the newest Leprechaun a few years ago with Hornswoggle, their midget Leprechaun wrestler. Okay,
1: that was supposed to be, from what I know, is one of the most unwatchable movies maybe ever made. I can believe it. Who would have thought? So yeah, so it was great to see an actual like quality movie. You know, just a good, good you know, story.
0: And we talked quick too. It did help that The Rock's production studio was behind it too. Yeah. So Rock, I'm sure, I'm sure that production studio really helped with the. This movie, like, that's probably why it wasn't just WWE doing it. There was some other people at work here. So, yeah. um, yeah, no, it's fun. It's good. Light, fun time. I liked it a lot. I'd watch it again. Good. Yeah. That's good to know. I'm glad you're I'm glad you enjoyed it. It's interesting. Oh okay. yeah. Um, so the other movie that we're going to talk about together, um, again, I told John to watch this cause again, that's another movie that I have to preface that, um, it's called Lords of Chaos, which was a, um, it's a biopic, true story. Um that's based off a book that came out in the early nineties called Lords of Chaos. And it's the true story of the Norwegian black metal scene uh, from like nineteen eighty eight to nineteen ninety-three. And uh follows the story of the couple guys that were heavily the people that created it and also made it super famous or infamous I should say, not famous, infamous, over their actions. And now black metal is a thing because of it, even though the story is bonkers crazy. And so I, I watched it. I knew it was coming out. And uh, before I get more into it, I'm a huge metal guy too. I'm a big death metal, black metal, slam metal type guy. Um, so I already knew this story. I know these bands. I've seen some of them live. Um, so I never read the book. So I get a lot of it. So, now it, was ex- so it was fun to because I immediately told John, I'm like, well, now I need to talk to John and see what somebody who has no idea of this has to say outside of the movie itself. Because I'm, I'm interested half in what you think of the story and half of the movie, because the movie's mediocre as, as hell. Yeah. But well, I, I also want to know what you think of just the general idea of the real story here.
1: When you when you told me about this one, I, I must have heard you wrong. I thought you said it was a documentary. Oh, sorry. You said it was no. a true story. It like, is a true story. Yeah. And so I was interested in seeing a documentary, but um, when I saw the trailer for the movie, I could kind of tell it was... Not it's, pokey. it's not good. Right. So I dug more into the um, the actual story. Um, so the first thing that kind of caught my eye was the fact that there was a situation where one of the band members had killed himself and one of the other band members, they got weird names, Dead was the guy that killed dead himself. Dead and
0: Euronymous is the lead. So yeah, quick backstory, this is a band called Mayhem. And they're the ones who created Norwegian black metal. And the, really it is, that's a bunch of young kids who like heavy music, because uh, Venom and stuff um, was popular at the time, and they were like, how do we get attention? We'll play heavy music that's even more annoying and loud, and we'll sing about Satan. That was it. Mm-hmm. And did they believe in Satanism, really? Uh, maybe. Or did it just get them a little notoriety because it's Satan? And so um, the band's so stupid the kids are really dumb but they try to do all these things that make them metal it's such a metal thing to do and like they, they buy this house that they can perform in it's like this dilapidated house but they need a, a singer because um, uh, a band member left really fast because they were like this is stupid and uh, they get this guy goes by the name of dead and he is a weirdo like very depressed very mentally probably disturbed um, kills cats has them hanging in his room true story um, and, uh, is like the, the true story where he, uh, he buries his clothes that he's going to wear for a concert outside for five, three or four weeks to get stinky and moldy smelling so he mm-hmm. can wear them on stage so people thought he was like dead. Yeah, that's true. Did that. Sorry, Sorry. But yeah, but yeah. So he does kill himself. That, that happens fast. And mm-hmm. then, um, but yeah, but my first thought was, I was curious to
1: know if, if we're sure that he wasn't murdered. But So I, d- I did dig into that a little bit. I mean, he, he did leave a suicide note. Uh, Do we know that he,
0: that yeah. could have been, I mean. I, I think it's pretty well said that he's, that he was, that he committed suicide, I think. I, uh,
1: I, I've never read, I, again, I read the book and I, there's, I've never heard anything that he was killed. Euronymous discovers him and takes a picture. He he poses the body and he keeps some of the, the skull, shrapnel. Maybe. Well, he's admitted to that. This is what I've read sure he's admitted to it and he's given he turned them into necklaces and gave them to some some people who have confirmed that they got these things sure
0: doesn't mean that but later in the movie he mentions they were just chicken bone because it's it is up in the air that were those necklaces real skulls it's one thing again this is me knowing metal a lot Euronymous is a known liar okay. and to extend the truth heavily about everything and in the book and again this is one of the few movies i've actually read the book which never happens uh, the book does heavily push that, but, like, take Geronimus' word for what it was. But skull fragments are out there because, coincidentally, and I think it probably all happened because of the movie and they saw popularity, uh, there's a website that sells serial killer memorabilia, and they just sold parts of the skull that were confirmed that were parts of the skull. So, I mean, they got out there somehow, and it had to have been because of
1: Geronimus, because he found the body. Um, yeah, and he did pose the body he and, did. and take a picture. Yeah. Which they use as their album cover. Yep. Very famous album that's, cover. That's should give you a pretty clear picture of what kind of people we're dealing with. Correct. Not great people. No.
0: No. Pretty sick. So then that so that all happens pretty quick. I mean, Dead shows up and leaves leaves. Gets kill or kills himself. And then this new guy joins the band. And his name's Barb. And he is satanic and crazy. And so this band, who now owns a record store, owns a record label, has gotten some notoriety. I mean, you know, usually you get known in the metal world for posting a picture of your singer's dead body on your album cover. That gets you pretty, pretty noted. And so this guy joins the band, and immediately him and Euronymous, the founder of the band, kind of don't see eye to eye. Euronymous is there to make money and become popular in the metal world, while Varg is there to actually be evil. And so, within a couple, I don't know, probably months of them meeting each other, Varg wants, because he's a Satanist, wants to start burning churches in Norway, instead of just talking about how much they hate Satan. They want to prove or hate Jesus, they want to prove it. And uh, and again, a really quick uh, sequence, they burn a handful of churches in Norway. And that was a real thing. They you know, and it's Norway. Some of these churches are six, seven, eight hundred thousand years old. And they went into them and burned them to the ground. Which was stupid. And, uh, so then the second half of the movie pretty much turns into the relationship you're on bar half. And how fractured it is. Um, yeah, it's just a bunch of stupid kids that are really dumb and do stupid things. Yep. I mean, that's really what it is. And it's just their stupid things are really excessive. Uh, there's a uh, that's, you know, th- so they're, they're known for two deaths, or three deaths, and a bunch of church burnings, that's their general thing. Uh, there's a part where uh, Varg stabs a man to death, and, uh, Norway's really lenient on murder, by the way, which we learned, uh, and it all culminates because, again, and it, if you're a metalhead and you like this, you're not gonna like this movie, because if, you, if you're a metalhead and actually know this story, you already know this, and the movie itself isn't good. Um, if you like dark and violent... Three of super violent scenes. I mean, when they do gore, they do it. Um, and you like true stories? I mean, maybe watch this. It's I don't, not very I don't good. I honestly would recommend you read the book. It's a little more of an interesting, it's an interesting story to read. A documentary would be better.
1: Yeah, I And would there is
0: the a couple docs out there, but they're really bad. Uh, because the reason is, is Mayhem... Again, it's a metal thing, but Varg, just it's a true story, it doesn't matter. Varg kills Euronymous at the end. Stabs him like 40 sometimes, kills him. Norway's, you know what Norway's, uh, and I don't think they show it, Varg went to prison for 21 years. That is Norway's max sentence for murder. So he's out, and now he's a YouTube star, because he's a nutjob. Who would have thought? And so he's already, I've already watched his video where he talks about this movie and how stupid it is and how it's all lies, and, you know, Eonimus was going to kill him, even though that was never going to happen. Eonimus said it once. He was like, oh, I could kill Varg, and then one person told Varg that he's going to kill you, and then that's why Varg literally stabbed him to death for 40 times. Yeah. Um, oh, here's the other problem with the movie, too, is whether you like the music or not, none of the bands gave this movie rights. So all this music is just crap that they made the studio, and it sounds like it. Does it not sound like the most generic stuff? There's no vocals ever. It's just whatever's going on. And I'm like, God, even if you're not a metalhead, you have to hear this music and go, this is really dumb. It doesn't even
1: work. I'm like, yeah, so that's small detail. Yeah, I, I didn't really care for it. I didn't care for the story. and I didn't think it was a very quality movie. It's not. Rory Culkin
0: plays Euronymous, which is weird because he looks just like his brother, Macaulay Culkin. Mm-hmm. And the whole time I'm just going... Looks like a bad Macaulay Culkin
1: impersonator, doesn't not like the whole time you're like, oh. Yeah, he's he's kind of made a name for himself though in a recent years. I think him and Kieran, they both have acting careers. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think of them as individuals because I mean, I, Macaulay. I think most people have all forgotten about pretty much. He doesn't really do anything anymore. Yeah, know. he's had a rough go. Yeah. So to me, I mean, Kieran and Rory are. Kind of the stars in that family at this point. They are, yeah. Um, Macaulay's pretty
0: much falling off the rails. Um, yeah, so it's just not a. I mean, yeah, the trailer doesn't make it any better. Um, but I thought before I watched it, I was like, oh, maybe they'll at least tell the story well,
1: and they don't really tell the story that well either. Um, no, it's it's just kind of a low budget movie about some trashy people. So. Yeah, and that's really it. And
0: uh, yeah, and it's and it it almost felt like two where it was like. They knew they had three violent scenes to film, and they're like, "Well, even if the movie's trashy, the people that like you know, there's a huge group of people that watch movies for violence and blood, and so let's make those as violent and bloody as physically possible." Mm-hmm. They definitely do that because yeah. I mean, the, the the couple stabbing scenes are pretty brutal, and they go all in on them. And I'm like, "Well, that's what you're now. That's what you're trying to grasp is if you don't like this, at least here's some violence for you, right?" You know. Um, but the story of Mayhem the Band as a metalhead is really interesting. They still tour, even though I think there's only one member left that's original because two of them are dead, and one of them was in jail for 21 years and has his own band now. Um, and so it, it's, yeah. Uh, but the metal community hates this movie. It's stupid. And it is stupid. Um, but that director was uh, Johannes Ackerland. O- he just did that movie Polar on Netflix. Did you watch that? I was going to text no. you if you watched it. I was bored one night, and I'm like, I'll watch this, and I'll see if it's worth me telling uh, John to watch. DeWa- I know, it's, not- it's horrible.
1: The trailer didn't look interesting. It, it, it was like another Hitman
0: thing. To, oh, totally. Gosh, man. Have you seen that movie before? And yes. Yes, you have. And it was a, it was like one of the movies that was really stylized to... It was like a mix between like a Jason Statham over-the-top movie plus a Hitman movie. I like Matt Mickelson, so that's why I watched it. And other than that, it was just trash. And again, another movie where they're like, how many violent scenes can we put in, accentuate the violence, so then the rest of the movie, you don't
1: care. It doesn't matter what happens. You know what's a great movie? If you're in the mood for something like that, kind of a hitman movie. Um, What's it called? It had um, Viggo Mortensen in it. History of Violence. Oh, History of Violence is so good. That's a great one.
0: It is. It is. So did you watch anything else this week? Or was it a down week? It was a down week for me, but... Um, I, I didn't watch great. anything of note. I watched the new movie, that other new movie on Netflix called Paddleton, with uh, Ray Romano. Um, it was a small little indie movie that didn't have much there,
1: but again, another Netflix like mediocre movie that they put out. I'm telling you, man, that's all they do now. <laughs> well, I mean, all they do now. I'm not sure if they ever didn't do it before. That's why I'm canceling. You can't. We have a podcast about movies. I'm going to find other movies. movies. I'm going to find them elsewhere. <laughs> I don't want it to be about bad movies.
0: But there could be occasionally a good movie. All right, you let me know.
1: I will. Well, that's
0: why. I'm like, oh, I'll watch them here and there. And if they're worth it, I'll be like, all right, John, you got to watch this. Um, yeah, so no, no, that's it. I think uh, next week is the big Captain Marvel week that we're excited about. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. I know I'm going to like it.
1: <laughs> you know, that's almost like going into a movie saying You know, you're going to dislike it, right? Well, I know if I know I'm going to dislike it, which I've said. I said it about Roma, and guess what? I was right. Well,
0: that movie is completely out of your realm, now. Oh, I mean, there. I went. But, I to Lord. of Chaos. I looked at. It. I went. This movie doesn't look good, but I'm a big metalhead. I like. I know the story. I'm like. I know it's morbid. I'm like. Maybe I'll like this. but I, I, I what was like, though.
1: There's times where I don't know. There's times where I do know. You do I know. And I, I'm expecting to like Captain Marvel. There you go. That's better expecting
0: but like <laughs> not knowing it's unfair we'll see <laughs> yeah so it should be fun so that'll be our big uh episode next week um but I think that's it again like us on Facebook find us on Instagram listen to us wherever if you wherever you do reviews follows subscribes to all the places that's what we need helps us out I know we've gained a few, few followers in the last week so that's good helps us with our listens our listens have been up so we appreciate everybody for listening um but uh yeah, so I think that's it.
1: Thanks for listening. Listen to me, honey,
0: dear. Something's wrong with you, I fear. It's getting harder to please you every year. I don't want to make you blue, but you need a talking...